0: Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. We're really excited you're here with us today and I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation we just had with Joe Kate who's a nutritionist and I really loved that she is so practical.
1: She gives you a lot of practical things you can do with no judgment as parents. From my experience as a parent around this whole nutrition subject with children it can be very, very tricky. And I loved what Joe had to say. I think every parent that listens to it will feel empowered. And those that are struggling with it, hopefully Joe is going to help you not feel guilty and give you tools. Because I think if I had been able to listen to a podcast like that when my children were young and struggling with sensory eating, it would have definitely empowered me. So I'm excited about it because I think you parents are going to enjoy every minute of this podcast.
2: Welcome to Enjoying Parenting. I'm one of the hosts of this podcast, Ben. I'm Jenny.
1: And I'm Susanna.
2: And we're going to have some really great conversations around getting the best out of your parenting, enjoying this crazy ride. So welcome along. Welcome back to the podcast today. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. I have the wonderful Miss Jenny with me.
0: Hello, everyone.
1: And Miss Susanna is across. Hi, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic
2: day. Hopefully, everybody's having a great day in the car or wherever you may be, maybe in the kitchen. So we're going to start off with our our fail or a parenting win that we have as perfect parents that we are. So I don't know. Jen, do you have anything parenting related where you might have failed or had a win Uh, this week?
0: I don't know if it's a fail or a win. You know how in COVID land, we're all doing everything on screens every meeting is on screens from home and it's I just keep saying we're going to be our mottos for the season is kind and really awkward and it's happening all the time and this week I isn't Max, they've figured out that, like, if the screen's on, it can only be seen at chest height. So they've started, like, crawling into the bedroom and, like, where my office is, and, like, coming up underneath the desk. So they'll ask me questions, like, between my knees. So on the screen, multiple times, I've been, like, Talking like keeping the smile and the camera face on, and like pushing their little heads down below the, and kind of like kicking them underneath, like motioning for them to leave while still fake smiling to the camera. And I feel like they're just gonna laugh at this. Like in years to come, they're gonna go, "The world was really weird."
2: <laughs> what about you, Ben? Have you had any wins this week? Well, yeah, I've been. I've had a parent win, but yeah. it's really my wife's parent win. But I'm just gonna claim it because we actually got a sleeping tent for Tilly, who's. Ten, but being autistic she likes to be enclosed in things and so this tent is like you put the mattress inside it fits on the bed it's this big square tent and consequently Tilly very rarely sleeps in her bed all night and I think four out of five nights this week she's actually slept in a bed by herself and not having a 10 year old in bed with Neil and I mm. is fantastic it's a huge win I had very little to <laughs> do with it other than say that's a good idea does I she feel have like the like
0: weighted win. blanket as well
2: she doesn't sounds- take that to bed, but we do have a weighted oh. blanket. I actually often steal it when we're on the lounge because I love the weighted blanket. Yeah. But we do have one. It just
1: sounds cozy and amazing. Like, I want a tent. <laughs> it is amazing. And she's so excited about it. when I went over, she couldn't wait to show grandma her tent and tell me all about it. So mm. it's exciting.
2: Very exciting. <laughs> Well, today our wonderful guest is Joe Kate. So Joe is a clinical nutritionist passionate about helping each of her clients find what works for them on the journey to living a healthy life. She's also a mother of three, soon to be four, and understands the challenges parents may face when trying to feed their kids wholesome and nutritious food. So thanks so much for being with us today, Joe.
3: Thank you for having me, everyone.
2: It's great to have you.
3: Oh,
0: it's so nice you're here. I have a disclaimer is, and I asked Joe before if I could actually say that she was my friend, and she said that was okay for the <laughs> world to know that she was my friend. Um, Risk taker. Yeah, it's it's wild, there, Joe. No, but we've known each other for years, and we actually used to kid swap. So one day a week, my kids would go to Joe's house and the other day her kids would come to my house and they always came like her. I benefited from her delicious food and the snacks that she sent to my house were always way better than what I sent to hers. <laughs> and somehow, I think I've asked you this in the past, but I want to know,
3: how have you got your kids to really love eating nutritious food? Okay. Well, I don't feel like it's one simple answer, unfortunately. But there's a few things you can do. Like I've always kind of gotten them involved in the kitchen. So obviously age-appropriate activities, whether that's chopping up some cucumber or banana or something for the younger kids or teaching them how to cook more of the family meals as they get older. So I feel like, yeah, just the exposure of having them in the kitchen, learning how to cook and prepare themselves healthy food. One of my main goals when my kids end up leaving home is that they know how to cook Mm. from scratch and cook all their favourite meals. So that's something I'm slowly working towards. So that's one of the things you can do, getting them involved in the kitchen and exposing them to lots of different foods. So one thing that I've learnt from when I was a kid is that my parents both hated avocado. They always projected it upon us and said, oh, it's disgusting, it's slimy, it's yucky. And so I never tried avocado until I was in my early 20s. And now it's one of my favorite foods. And so just because you don't like something, it doesn't mean you should push that upon your child. So just keep an open mind and encourage them to try lots of different foods because that will open up their appetites and hopefully, yeah, teach them to learn to like different foods. I think also educating them about how different foods can affect their energy levels and help them grow into strong kids so just reminding them that food is not just food like it's nourishing their bodies and helping them grow helping them learn helping their brains develop Um, so yeah there's some little tips there
0: I'm just thinking like over COVID I think we've been doing a lot of like HelloFresh has been delivered and every night we pick some mean ears and it's kind of she has loved to learn to cook with me. She'll go get the bag of like the ingredients that are in the meal and then she'll start doing the chopping. Like she'll sit at the bench. It's actually really good quality time and it's been amazing. Like she's now started going, Oh, I can just, I can do that, mom. I've got it. I'm going to shred the carrots. You do that. Like she's the boss of it, which I think that might be my end for Izzy is making her think she's the boss of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's a win. But It's funny how many things they'll try, hey, when they're just sitting at the bench and kind of chopping it and picking it up. Is there a really weird food you've like tricked your kids into eating?
3: (laughs) I have to say it's (laughs) taken me a long time to incorporate liver into our meals because I never had it as a child again. So, But recently I've been just like grading it into meals and they have no idea they're eating it. It's like one of the most nutritious foods in the world. So I'm pretty excited about that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm I'm going to have my food bias on liver. I'm with your parents. on like, oh, I don't know if I'm ever going
3: to You honestly don't taste it or see it because I like finally great. If Even my husband doesn't know what's in there. So. Yeah, well,
2: <laughs> oh. you know gonna- Neil does that to me, by the way. Yeah, fair. She'll tell me later she's great to food in there and I really don't taste. <laughs> I'm like, really? Okay. I think over the years that I've gone, mm, maybe I do eat those foods. It has changed my idea around yeah. food, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to
1: have to try and trick Rob on that because <laughs> on his mum used to serve him up lamb's fryer and liver, and he swears he will never eat it ever <laughs> again. And so I'm going to try that and trick
2: Grated him. Grated liver.
1: Grate yeah. it in. He oh, will have a heart attack. You really don't need <laughs> Do You it honestly couple couple don't weeks. know.
0: <laughs> Do it for a couple of weeks and then just go, you know how many times you've eaten liver? <laughs> oh, man. What that would-
1: will be hilarious because he's like very determined. He will never eat liver the lamb's frying liver again. But the other thing is he also says that and Brussels sprouts. He says he will never eat them again. However, we went to dinner with some friends the other night at what's the name of that place, John Singleton's the place? Bon the Bond. The Bond. Oh. And our friends, we just kind of said order up and we'll share stuff, and they ordered these Brussels sprouts. And Rob's like, no way am I trying them. Anyhow, yeah, they talked him into it and he loved them because <laughs> of the way they were cooked. Yeah. He was so surprised. Yeah. So I agree with you, Joe. And also what I found when you're talking about with children with food and teaching them the nourishment value of them, because our youngest grandson, Fraser, who's four, his mum is doing that and he just gets so excited telling grandma that, whatever particular food it is what it does to his body Mm. it's really made a difference Mm. to him it's made him really interested in mind you it's still a struggle to get him to eat some of it but it helps him try it at Mm. least and he's growing on some of the things Mm. not all of them but he's growing improving on eating more of them so yeah I think that's a really good point
3: very good Oh, sorry. one more point I'll say is And my kids learnt this at preschool too about sometimes food and always food. So Mm. I actually think that's really good because I don't believe in like 100% deprivation. I feel like if you just deprive your child of everything, then when they are old enough to make their own choices, I don't know, I feel like they'll either go one way or the other, they'll just go and get everything they can that they weren't allowed to eat or they'll stick to it. Hopefully they'll stick Mm. to it but you just never know. So I'm kind of into most of the time providing them with healthy foods and then – on the weekend, if we go get hot chips or ice cream, then it's not a big deal. So just yeah, still exposing them to it, but not making it the main thing.
1: Mm. Do you want to hear one of my fail stories? Yeah. <laughs> so Ben, being my eldest, I was like, you cannot have any lollies. You cannot have any stuff with sugar in it or anything. This is, how old are you, Ben? Nearly 45. Yep. Yeah. So 45, nearly 45 years ago. And so my girlfriend was the same who had her first child only a few months after me. And so... <laughs> It came to Ben's first birthday and I thought, oh, it's his birthday. I'll have a few little things. Well, it was hilarious because Michelle and Ben ate nothing but all the junk food. Mm. (laughs) They wouldn't touch the other stuff. But because it was their first time, they couldn't get enough of it. And that's when I learned, okay, probably it's not best to say none whatsoever. Mm. But yes, that was definitely a fail story on my behalf. I loved
2: that day. It was a great day. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You
3: know what? At some kids' birthday parties, my kids have been the ones to sit at the food table the whole time and just eat all the lollies. And I'm like, oh my goodness, come on.
0: (laughs) Anyway. So good. Do you have any tips around like how to do that sometimes and always? Like I like your weekends, you can have treats. I know we do sometimes we have a canteen order day. There's fun things, but for the majority of the time. And I feel like during school holidays, it's just all bets are off do you have any fun ways to kind of sell that to your kids
3: I don't have anything in particular that I do it's more about letting them know that like most of the time we eat healthy foods as a family and occasionally we might go out and get an ice cream or we might get drive through if we've had a big day or something so I think Mm. it's just and I feel like not making it such a big deal like not Mm. being like oh let's go get McDonald's like you know what I mean like just yeah yeah I don't know if that answers your question, but just not putting a big focus on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's not a reward. It's not necessarily
0: that it's just a thing that we're doing and it's not making it a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have one more question because I know that we're both lovers of pantries. I think you're the first person who bought me pantry labels and changed my life. (laughs) Yes. Um,
3: I forgot about that.
0: (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) And now my pantry is so OCD and people walk in and they're like, oh my gosh, you're obsessive. But what are the things if you just could have a couple of foods that were just always in your pantry that you can make really great healthy foods for kids. I'm just doing an inventory. I'm trying to see if I need another label for something.
3: (laughs) I like to have lots of just ingredients. So like tinned beans, tinned tomatoes, things that you can just make things up from scratch. So like spices and herbs, dates and honey and nut butters and things like that. But then also like more convenient foods like corn chips and rice cakes and just things like that that are a bit easier. You don't have to necessarily make up a whole meal. You can just grab something. So they're kind of the things that I do, but I feel like the main success for me is my freezer. So like I always make sure I have something baked in the freezer that I can just grab out. So just for those mornings where we just – don't want to get out of bed and we have to rush to get the lunch boxes made I just grab out something frozen from the freezer so like whether it's banana bread or a scone or something just something that's always in there just so I don't have to stress out about not having any food in the house so yeah
2: definitely I've really appreciated the way that you talked about no food deprivation and you also said that there was no magic bullet I love it that You have a passion for food and for nutrition. It's clear just from listening to you, but you haven't been forceful about that. You've been quite open handed. Yeah, so it's really powerful. What started you on this nutrition journey? Like where does this come from for you, this passion that you have for nutrition?
3: During high school, oh, actually during my whole childhood and high school, I was really into athletics and sprinting was like my main thing. And Kathy Freeman was like was like my hero. And one day I heard that she didn't eat butter. And so from that day forward, I didn't eat butter because I'm like, I want to be like her. So I'm not going to eat butter. And so I literally didn't eat butter for about six years. And then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm missing out on butter anyway. And so I've always been interested in that, that aspect of health, but it was actually when my first child started solids, I came to the time where I was going to start feeding him. I just wasn't quite sure. I knew like the recommendation was like rice cereal, but I just wasn't hundred percent sure. So I went to like a health food store to pick up some rice cereal and I just got chatting with the lady and she just basically just spoke to me about like the paleo diet and how children babies don't need grains and all this stuff that I'd never heard before and I'm like it just really sparked my interest and so since then I went home and I just started researching and reading lots of different things and it just opened my eyes up to how much I didn't know and how much I wanted to learn about and so I started studying nutrition when my son was two. And so I studied all throughout having my two other children. So that was interesting, but I got there and I started my business about two and a half years ago.
2: Wow. Okay. Awesome. So in your business, what are some of the common things that parents ask you about nutrition with kids?
3: I feel like mostly they come to me overwhelmed because in this day and age there's just so much information too much information available whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Google I feel like people just are always reading stuff and reading what they should be doing and or what a friend tells them to do but then they just don't know what they actually should be doing for themselves and so I feel like people are just confused so that's probably the biggest thing they come to me just like how do I feed my child healthy like how do I actually do it when there's so much conflicting information so that's probably the main thing but also how to teach their kids how to have a healthy relationship with food. And I think one of the biggest things for that is how we talk about our food. So kind of like what you're saying, Susanna, with Fraser, like how do we talk about it? Instead of saying like to your child, eat your broccoli because you have to, you could say, do you know that broccoli helps your body fight off nasty germs because it's got vitamin C in it? So things like that, like again, I little saying before about food, not just being food, like it's it nourishes our bodies and protects us from sickness and everything. So that I would say, and then the other main reason is fussy eating. So that's another huge thing that I get asked about. And again, there's no magic cure to that, but I can give you a few tips. So I would say it's all about the small steps. So research shows that it's all about exposure. So like it might take a child like 10 to 15 times of trying a food for them to actually like it, which is a lot. And I know that's stressful because if you can just keep serving it up and up and up and they just don't eat it, but just keep going, keep giving it a try. Also leading by example, like if your child is seeing you eat healthy food, then they're more likely to want to eat that themselves. And as we were saying before, teach them how to cook and prepare food. And this is a huge one don't compare your child to someone else's mm. child because I feel like with Instagram and everything these days, people just always posting photos of their kids eating mm. different foods and it can leave you feeling like, oh, I'm doing such a terrible job. My kid doesn't eat that. Like, and so just don't compare your child. And another thing, like, teach them how to listen to their bodies, so like, how they feel. So if they went to town on a block of chocolate, be like, okay, what did you learn from that? <laughs> how do you feel now? How does your tummy feel? Like, do you feel sick or do you feel crazy or hyperactive? Like just asking them to identify how food is making them feel.
2: Yeah. Wow. Well, hmm. That's really powerful. I love that you've talked about fuss eating. Again, there's no magic bullet. I grew up, mum took me to a new nutritionist when I was at four or five, was it?
1: Yeah, about four.
2: Because I ate very very plain foods and stuff, and they were concerned about the lack of food that I ate. And so having that sensory thing too, like knowing now as an adult, we didn't, I don't know if they even said that to you to their mum, no. but knowing that like and having a lot of people in my family have ASD and ADD and sensory issues and stuff. I love it that you said, like, don't compare yourself to somebody else. There's always going to be, if you judge your parenting off Instagram, you're always going to fail. Someone's (laughs) always going to be doing it better than you, no matter what your kid eats. I love that you're really graceful with parents around that. That's, Mm. I think that's super powerful. And food's one that people feel a lot of guilt around because it's the health of their child. And so if I'm not doing it, I must be a bad parent. If my kid doesn't eat what other people are eating. or, And it's one in mums and my journey growing up where a lot of other parents put a lot of pressure on my mum or on me to eat things or, again, that, I love the, the graded liver that you're putting into food that people aren't aware of and Nels does that to me even to this day. But I remember going to friends' homes and they would have grabbed something up really fine, put it in and going, see, you can eat whatever it was that I wouldn't normally eat. And I'm like, yeah, tiny bits of it. But if you put it like – because for me it has been sensory. So a lot of foods – I've worked really hard as an adult to introduce more foods to my diet. Yep. Let's talk about avocado. I love avo now, but I didn't love avo. I didn't even eat avo until I was about 25 and then really slowly with other foods. Now where I, I eat big chunks, of it, it's one of my favourite things. Mm. But it took me a long time, and especially that slippery texture that your parents don't like. <laughs> I love it, but it's taken me a long time. I didn't like it at all as a kid. Even as a in my 20s, it was something I was like, mm, avo is not meant to be good for you. I knew I could have it with other things like especially chicken and cheese, things I really enjoyed, and a little bit of avo has ended up being more avo than anything else these days for me. Mm, So it's interesting the way people's food journeys work Mm. and it has been such a, I guess, source of frustration for me as a kid and even as a young adult learning to be comfortable with my own food journey, I think. And I was lucky that I had a mum that was very empowering around that despite other people's thoughts and feelings.
1: Yeah. I think it went beyond frustration for you. I think it went to pain. There was actually pain involved in it and there was definitely pain involved in it for me as a mother because there was a lot of shame and blame put upon me by other people and nine times out of ten I could reflect that shame and blame but every now and then you would feel really guilty and you'd think, okay, I've got to make him eat this stuff but of course with a sensory eater that doesn't work. And I love that you said it can take up to 15 times for you to like something. The thing is, with sensory eaters like myself and Ben, even as an adult, it can take us a lot longer, even than 15 times, to like it. So it's a tricky journey for parents, a very tricky journey. And there was a heap of pressure put on me as a parent. But I think there's even more today because, like you're saying, there is so much information out there. And so much of it is contradictory. Even the 10 superfoods, you know, I've fallen into that (laughs) trap myself, trying to work out what are the 10 superfoods to be feeding myself and the family. And there can be 10 different lists of the 10 superfoods. I'm like, count me out, baby. You know, (laughs) like sometimes it just comes down to common sense. But the knowledge, I think, is very, very important. Mm. If you as a parent have the knowledge like you're saying and then also give the children knowledge, I think that's gold. So, Joe, you talked about
2: parents feeling overwhelmed when they come to you. What's a good place for parents to start if they are feeling overwhelmed when it comes to their children and eating?
3: I think a main thing would be just watch what you're watching online, like as in monitor what you're comparing yourself to. That's a big thing, I think. Just start small. Like you don't have to suddenly go into your house and throw everything out of your pantry and start from scratch, like... I feel like making small changes. I was chatting with someone yesterday and they were saying they're trying to get their child like off their addiction to sauce, like tomato sauce. And I said, oh, I know, it's so really annoying. But I'm like, okay, you could try making your own tomato sauce, but you could like mix that with half of the store-bought sauce and put it in the same bottle. So they don't know, but they're slowly weaning off it. So there's things like that you can do. And, you know, I'm not all about hiding everything from your child, but it does help, especially for (laughs) fussy eaters. But it's also good to like expose them to it. But- Yeah, just start small. Just focus on the small things, whether it's like cutting out one of the packaged foods you buy for school and just homemaking something or just providing another option.
1: Just starting small, I think, is the key.
2: That's awesome. Thank you.
1: So I think in some ways, potentially, you've answered my question. I was wondering, what do you think is the biggest fear that parents have around nutrition and how do you suggest that they overcome it? I actually think you answered this. I think the fear of wondering if they're feeding their children
3: like the right foods and healthy foods and also the fear of failure, like comparing them to what else they're seeing happening. And also think it's not really a fear, but it's like an obstacle is just time these days. Like we're so time poor and we often just opt for the easier foods because we just don't have the time to prepare food or cook food. So we just either get takeaway or just get like a ready meal from the supermarket. So I feel like if you can find like small pockets of time during your week where you can get yourself a bit more prepared. So during the busy times, you just have something you can grab and, or even if it's like your easy go-to recipe that's healthy, just things like that. But yeah, in regards to fear, I think as we've been saying, like just take the pressure off yourself and don't try and do everything at once because that never works really. So
2: so if you have those small pockets of time, Joe, what are the things you're making or creating with small pockets of time?
3: Yeah, recently my kids have started like after school sport and so there's like two or three nights a week where we are home late and so like for a while it took me a few weeks to get used to I'm like oh my goodness I can't start cooking dinner at 6 30 or 7 o'clock so I've started like when I have like more time at home cooking double of a meal and then having it in the okay. fridge just for those nights so I can reheat it Or like I was saying to Jenny about just always having something cooked in the freezer that I can just take out so like on the weekend I might do like a double batch of banana bread and just freeze it into slices and just things like that. So there's just always something you have in the cupboard or the freezer.
1: So another question I have for you, Joe, is like we said, there's so much information out there for parents about feeding their children nutritious food. This is probably going to be a hard question, but what would you say in one sentence that would be the best advice, most simple advice, but most effective advice you can give parents around this whole subject?
3: There's this little acronym that I like that I've heard a few times. It's called like JERF. So it stands for like just eat real food. So that would probably be the biggest thing for me to give you guys. Yeah, just try and as much as you can, try and cut out the artificial process, preserved foods and just try and just real food like fruits, vegetables, crackers, just things like that. Like So just focus on whole foods, foods that haven't been like made in a factory mm-hmm. as much as possible.
1: And again, yeah. would they do that slowly? If they haven't been doing it previously.
3: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So start, so like if your kids are having like, I don't know, just coming up with something like shapes, biscuits or something in their lunchbox, like maybe you could swap that to rice crackers. I know that they're not as exciting and they're not as tasty, but just the slow steps. It's slow process. Actually, on my Instagram page lately I've been doing like a supermarket swap series where I've mm-hmm. got like a normal sort of option that people buy and then like a healthy option they can buy. So it's still all store-bought, so it's not, having to spend six hours in the kitchen preparing food. Mm. But it just shows you and educates you with the more healthier options in the supermarket because supermarkets are so confusing. Mm. All the labels, they're very misleading, a lot of them, Mm -hmm. and just like knowing what the best option is is like is difficult for a lot of people. Right.
1: And so on your Instagram, that's obviously something really practical that you've given parents and I think very empowering with your Instagram, is a lot of it really practical things like that that you're giving them?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a parent myself to three, nearly four kids and I'm working and I just, I also don't have much time. So I just like to help parents in like super practical ways Mm -hmm. with choices.
1: Yeah, great.
3: I love how
0: practical you are and I remember back when the kids were little and I think we were going through the wars of feeding children together and when you were first starting this, I remember you sat down and made a meal plan with me and really talked me through a lot of those options and it was a really personalized meal plan for our family and I think that's such an amazing service that is a part of what you guys do, like you still do those all the time for people. Yeah, yeah I do, yep. I don't know if Ben and Susanna
3: know much about what's included in them, but it's basically a weekly plan and lots of tips. And I usually do like a monthly meal plan, so four weeks worth of meals. And so it's like obviously breakfast, lunch and dinner and snack suggestions. And then also all of the recipes and some like shopping tips and brand suggestions and other nutritional information. But the thing about them is like personalised for your family. So like I have a little chat with you first and we talk about dislikes and any intolerances or allergies and I just work it all into the meal plan. I've had a lot of families come back really happy with just how easy it's made cooking for them and how it just gives them new ideas and just gets their kids a bit more interested in food. So yeah, it's been a good service.
0: Oh, it's so good. And I know you're super generous and for Anyone who's Little Miracles family or anyone listening to the podcast, they can use the code LM special on your website and actually get twenty five percent off meal plans at the moment, which is wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome.
2: Yeah, thanks so much, Joe, for being here with us today. Yeah, this is a topic that's close to a lot of our hearts, and really believe this is going to help a lot of people. So, thank you so much for being part of it. I've got down here other ways people can connect with you. Uh, so, your website is Joe Kate. So J O. K A T E And then you can be on Insta as well at J O K A T E underscore nutrition. And, um, yeah, hope lots of people come check you out and engage with you because you've been a, a wonderful guest for us. And yeah, we really appreciate this conversation. Thanks Thank you so for much. having
3: me, everyone. It was a great. Thank you.
2: I mean, that was a great conversation with Joe. Like, I, I learned a lot. I feel like more empowered to go away now and think about my own food intake and yeah, even introducing to stuff to my kids who are a little bit older, but yeah, helping them have a healthy journey around it. I always get scared speaking to specialists thinking they're going to be real hardcore and Joe was really relaxed about it. And mm. I mean, we've got lollies on the table and she was like, oh no, I can have a lolly here and there. And she spoke about her own journey with her own kids and what she say? That she's not into food deprivation. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool way of putting it, that mm. you want to deprive your kids fun food, but she talked about sometimes food and Think that's a really healthy way to look at it, but mm. I feel really encouraged actually from listening to it today. Mm. What about you, Jen? What did you take from today's conversation? Yeah,
0: I really like that healthy relationship with food and the language that you use and being really positive. So this mm. is what the food's doing for your body, and yeah, sometimes lollies taste great and ice cream is good. We enjoy those foods, but those sometimes foods. Yeah. So I really like that it's not like a big battle with your kids mm. like it's just a really embracing food and I do I really like the thought of like is knowing how to prepare really good food when they leave home like being a part of making mm. it so they're kind of proud that yeah. they've made it as well mm. like it just seems like a real holistic view to eating mm. not a list of do's and don'ts yeah because I don't know I'm a rule breaker <laughs> if you give me a list of do's and don'ts I just don't want to do it but the, <laughs> give me the why and yeah. I think that's probably that
1: yeah that that's healthy
0: cool. like we want to be healthy yeah. and that's it's yeah.
1: empowering when you've got the why.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think
1: what I loved about it was that that same old story that I guess is very much a feature in the books that I wrote that mm. you don't have to do this perfectly to do it really, really well. And your children can have well balanced diets without you panicking that there's a certain way that you have to do it. Mm. I also liked how Joe made it very clear that different children like different things and that's okay. You don't have to be forcing a child to eat something. I just think she had a very holistic viewpoint and I think it's amazing. And I also love that she is offering people that 25% off for her to be able to help with the meal plans, to go through that for a whole month and work with individual families I think is very empowering and so hopefully parents are going to grab hold of that and take advantage of that offer that she's given because that's a very generous offer and I think very empowering mm. Mm.
2: Yeah, and even if you don't have the finances right now, Joe was saying that on her Instagram page, she's been doing some cool things, showing people healthy alternatives mm. from the food you're having now. So, yeah, whether you engage Joe in a professional manner or via her website or whether you just check her out on on Instagram, yeah, she was an amazing guest, and mm. we'd really encourage you to check her out. If you want to connect with us a little bit more, you can also go to our social medias. We're on Instagram at enjoy parenting au and on facebook uh enjoying parenting thanks so much for being part of the conversation today and we'll talk to you soon